You're muted, Kev. Why are we all muted? No. There we go. I muted you. Whoops, I remuted you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, take it away, Kev. Do the intro. Right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, Hefty Duck, my guy, Owen, my guy, William, my guy, Hartsey, the man mm. of truth, mm. and my guy, Wyatt. Welcome to the show, everyone. What's up? How's everyone doing tonight? I hope it's good. Welcome into yet another Brew Jackets episode where we just, uh, you know, talk Blue Jackets. We talk a little shit, but um, mostly talk shit. Uh, you know, we do our thing. It's been uh, quite the up and down week as it's been all season. I mean, obviously, the record Jackets have is not good right now. So um, I do want to, you know, talk a little bit about something that we can look forward to. Uh, you know, some some Jackets prospects and whatnot. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me uh, get some clips up here. Sorry for our audio listeners. Uh, you'll be able to rewatch this on YouTube or uh, on our Twitter if you really want. I'm sorry, on our X account. Whatever. I'm still call it Twitter. It's Twitter, um, damn it. We're not calling thing. it that X shit. Same thing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me get this clip up. This is going to be kind of awkward because it's in my messages. And I want to show you one of my fucking messages because that's weird. Uh, mute that. All right. I'm going to share my screen here now real quick. So Gavin Brindley, Blue Jackets prospect playing for the Michigan Wolverines uh, Ice Hockey Club. Um, and this is him on the... Uh, on the screen here, in the middle. No. Sorry, it's a vertical, vertically shot uh, video. Not sorry. So I think this is just him messing around in warmups, right? Yeah. The Gavin. Um, the, the, right. So right now, that's not Gavin. Okay, that's Gavin Brennan. There he is. He's playing with the puck. So we'll show it like two or three more times so people can see it again and again. It there it. So that, he's there just he is. doing he's his thing, up. warming up with the puck. Looks good. Looks like he got some good hands on him. Um, one more time. One last time for you. Um, to the audio listeners, he's kind of juggling the puck around with the stick. It's just pretty cool. You see a lot of the pros doing that in their warm-ups as well, too. I, I remember seeing um, last time I was at the Jackets game, Johnny Gaudreau was like throwing the puck up like as far as he could and then catching it, which was really impressive. Um, so now here we have like another video. I don't know how loud the audio on this is going to be, so I'm going to turn it down real low. Go ahead and play this. I'm not sure what happens in this one, so we'll try to describe it for you. Oh, okay. This is where he's taping the stick on the ice. Uh, that's an interesting wrap. So it's kind of cool. He wrapped his stick really quickly there. Uh, for anyone that's ever wrapped a hockey stick, you know it can be kind of... Uh, <laughs> uh, there's definitely possibility of error when it happens so that was cool to see he was doing it quick on the ice um let me remove this one again and we'll bring up the last clip and then i have uh i think i have a little bit of a stat somewhere for him i see if i'm gonna refine those here soon so here's the uh third video and it's just the where he is hanging on the mat they're all hanging around the net. Uh, I'm not sure this is before game. They're doing like a little powwow, like a prayer or something, or whatever they were doing there. It was pretty cool. So I skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, that was a goal by Gavin Brindley. I'm not quite sure what happened here. Okay, it comes around. Not quite sure entirely what happened there, but he scored. That was cool. Um, One more. Oh, was there anything else left in this one? Oh, okay. Let's show him score the goal. All right. He's hanging out. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, there it is. And boom. 
is he scoring the goal? Like I said, man, this is just something to really cheer about. This, you know, this year, obviously, the Jackets have not been winning. Um, you know, so um, it's something nice to look forward to here in the future, just as we look forward to seeing Veronkov and, and Chinikov and all those guys, too. Um, I also, and I have one more thing to share about Gavin Brindley because I saw this. Sure. I saw this on Twitter, and uh, it was an- analytics. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I think I might have shared this myself. Uh, yeah. So, um, 16 games tracked for the University of Michigan. Uh, Gavin Brindley is a top offensive force in the N- uh, NCAA, according to Lassie uh, Al- uh, Alanen. Uh, at Lassie Alanen on X Twitter. I'm a, um, so yeah, here I'm gonna go ahead and just share this little. Yeah, put, uh, it up, put it up on the screen because I can't. On the screen as well too. I gotta stop that one to put this one up real quick. Um, here I'll share right here. Add into stage. So as y'all can see, his overall rating is a ninety. So for those of you familiar with uh, like NHL games, that's probably a, a hell of a rating right there. Um, Kev, you want to break any of this down? Yeah. So the thing that – so um, there's this guy I saw on Twitter, he, an analytics guy. And it you see this with these analytics guys where they're like, hey, I'll just give me a player name and I'll give their analytics. Most of the time, it's usually just like, you know, NHL stuff. So you say, oh, give me Patrick Line, and they'll give you Patrick Line. They say, oh, give me Zacharensky or Boone Jenner, and they'll give you that. And then they'll say, hey, this guy, he's really good on defense, but offense not the greatest. This guy's really good on offense, not the greatest on defense. Or this guy, he's he's good at everything, a little bit all-around 200-foot player, and then they – they show the analytics and you see the numbers and it's pretty cool. This time, this guy, he was doing analytics for college players and someone asked for Gavin Brindley. And I saw this on Twitter and there's Gavin Brindley's analytics right there. Uh, the overall is 90, defense 75, penalties 56, transition 43. But for me, the thing that really stands out is – 98 on offense, and you're just like, wow, like that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's insane, actually. Two points away from 100. And there's a couple layers to this. Is it's it's pretty good that he's got a 98, but also the fact that he has a 98 and he's playing at Michigan, which is historically one of the best hockey schools in America, historically speaking. And there, it takes a certain level of player to be able to play at that type of a school, much like how it takes a certain type of a player to be able to play football at Ohio State or Alabama, schools like that. It's the same thing with Michigan hockey. They get the best of the best, and you got to be damn good to have a shot playing there. And if he's getting a 98 and dominating at one of the best hockey schools in America, Michigan, not only is that good for Michigan, but it's also good for Gavin Brindley in his development and his future. And if the Blue Jackets get anything even close to that, they're pretty damn good. They, yeah. they got a bright future for this guy. Also, this past season when he was playing with Adam Fantilli up in Michigan, he was cooking with him. You watch the highlights of what Adam Fantilli had and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the goals that Fantilli scored was coming off the stick of Gavin Brindley. And then when Gavin Brindley scored goals, a lot of those goals were coming off of the stick of Adam Fantilli. So that's another interesting dynamic yeah. there to see. Can oh. they keep this going? Because eventually Gavin Brindley is going to get here to play yeah. for the Blue Jackets. Can they keep their Michigan chemistry, their magic going with the Blue Jackets? So this is just really exciting to see. And then when you look at the offensive part of the chart, a lot of positive blue lines going that way. So it's just great to see. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this goes for the rest of the season for Gavin Burnley and when he eventually gets to the Blue Jackets to see if he can keep it going. I, I'm excited about this guy. Yeah. 
One thing I, I just really quickly wanted to mention was for those of you who may not know exactly, I mean, if you watch the show, you probably know we talk about him quite a bit. For those of you who might not know, Gavin Brindley was our second pick uh, this last uh, NHL draft. Mm -hmm. And he came right at the very end of the first round. So, so, you know, we had two first-round picks. So, obviously, the first one was Adam Fantilli. And then we picked his teammate then, Gavin Brindley. So, that's where he comes in here on the on the Blue Jackets. The thing about Gavin Brindley is he was a second-round draft pick, but he should have been a first-round draft yeah. pick. Second-round, my bad. But, you know, no, but that I, – I, I understood what you're trying to get at, at the hefty duck. But point, but point being about Gavin Brindley, he should have been – a first-round draft pick. When you read all the articles about him after the draft and everything, and even now, a lot of people saying, "Yeah, he should have been a first-round draft pick," but he wasn't because that draft was just so deep with talent from top to bottom that you had guys that went later on in the draft that they shouldn't have, but they did because it was just such a stacked draft with a lot of talent from top to bottom, and so teams benefited from that. And in this case, the Blue Jackets benefited from that by being able to pick Gavin Brindley in the second round when he probably should have gone in the first round. Yeah. I feel like that's and, been happening uh, a lot since COVID. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, keep having someone popping in and out here. Um, so one thing just to notice is uh, his, his worst stat here is his transition. And I noticed like, for young players, that's very often the case. I mean, when you're playing that well offensively at the level he is, the college level, um, I don't think that he needs to play as much defense as when he's going to when he's he's going to have to when he gets to the NHL. And mm -hmm. I'm I, I'm sure he'll catch up and, and and play like that, which Adam Fantilli did the same thing. I just yeah. noticed that first, you know, Fantilli's transition and his defense was a little bit lackluster at the start. He caught up real quick. Um, you know, not that we're doing amazing as a team or anything, but, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, yeah, some good stats here. I mean, really good stats. Uh, you know, he's got, uh, a lot of shot as uh, assists, slot passes, you know, just shots in general, uh, looking forward to see this kid playing. Um, you know, it could be a year, it could be two or three. You never know how development really goes with somebody until, they're developed. Um, so okay. it's something to really look forward to. Um, and you'll have you'll have a peep. If you're in the Columbus slash Columbus area, you will have a chance to see him play because uh, Ohio State hockey has played at Michigan, but Michigan hockey has not played at Ohio State yet this season. So when Michigan hockey comes, you'll have a chance to see Gavin Brindley play. So if, if you have a chance to do that, I'd recommend that you do that. Because when the Blue Jackets have had uh, Zach Wierenski and Kent Johnson, a lot of people made the effort to go see him play at Michigan when they came to play hockey at you know, play hockey against Ohio State in Columbus. So just something to throw out there that if you have the chance when Michigan comes to town, I would recommend go go see them play because you're seeing part of the Blue Jackets' future right there. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of the future too, I want to talk about two other prospects really quick because yeah. there was something funny that happened with them. Um, so, uh, Denton Matejchuk and Jordan Dumay uh, actually had games against each other. You know, as as many teams do, they're not just affiliated with like like we don't have an ECHL affiliate this year. Right. Um, you know, I think they're in like the OHL or something like that anyway. Um, yeah, so they're on different teams. They're both Blue Jackets prospects, different teams. They ended up having to play each other. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, I saw a tweet saying that Matejchuk was able to uh, to stop a breakaway by Dumay, which is good because Dumay is a machine this year. I think he's like breaking records right now. Uh, was it QMJHL or the OHL? Q, uh, the uh, QMJHL. Okay, yeah, Owen's right. It's the Q, the Quebec Major Junior. Place for like the Mooseheads. Yeah, or whatever. That's sick. Yeah, looking forward to see those guys coming up through the system. Um, I mean, obviously, we're just seeing some of the other young guys. Um, we'll get to talk about them in a bit, though. I do want to start talking about some professionals now, though. Um, right. 
I just want to run through the scores for the last three games, and then we'll talk about uh, – we'll go back and talk about maybe a moment or two that we liked of, of it. Uh, first game uh, last um, Thursday, uh, they uh, Jackets lost the Islanders 7-3. to three. That was rough. Then uh, they won against the Blues uh, 5-2, to two, which was sick. New Cappy and everything. And then, of course, we have the lost Panthers the other night, 5-2. to two. Um, So, I mean, if you were going to bet um, uh, plus minus of, like, plus or minus six goals, I mean, shit, looks like we're definitely, if you bet on the Jackets, we're, we're plus. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's just crazy, uh, crazy how it goes. But, yeah, I mean... Anything y'all liked in the Islanders game? That was a rough loss, seven to three. Yes, the thing that really I liked about that is, well, there's a couple of things, but Adam Fantilli had his had two goals in that game, and the first goal he scored was just absolutely beautiful, just an outstanding, wonderful goal, and and it, it all starts out in their defensive zone. They get. A shot on goal from the Islanders. Jet Greaves, no, Spencer Martin stops it. And then they play good defense. They got the puck away from him. And as a good breakout, they pass it to Fantilli. Fantilli skates to about center ice line and then passes the puck between his legs. And it was just, just a great passing play. That goes to Kent Johnson. And Kent Johnson kind of makes it look like that he's going to shoot and at the last moment quickly passes it over to Adam Fantilli and Fantilli just wires that. He blows it by the goalie with just a slap shot and the goalie for the Islanders had no chance of stopping that. And it went so fast in that net. When I saw that, I was thinking to myself, oh, Oh, Kent Johnson, yeah, shoot, yeah, shoot, yeah, shoot. And then he passes mm-hmm. it and, and Fantilli shoots it. And I thought he saved it. I'm like, oh, that's okay. And then I, you know, you hear Jeff Rimmer's like, and the Blue Jackets score. And I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, yes, let's go. And then you see it on the replay, and it's just a great play where he just blows it by the goalie. No chance. And then so it's a great play. And then that line of Kent Johnson, Emil Benstrom, and Adam Fantilli. It's been a small sample size in three games, but it's been awesome and it's been fun to watch. So, you know, Spencer Martin did make some big saves that kept it that would have been much worse than 7 3 if not for him. But really, the thing that stayed. And and why he was in, well, I guess Merzlikens had played prior uh, prior to that, but Merzlikens was out uh, this last week with illness. Yeah. So. So I guess I could say the thing that stands out to me is just that the Kent Johnson, Adam Fantilli, Emil Benstrom line was awesome. It contributed to all three goals that the Blue Jackets had that game. And Adam Fantilli had an absolutely beautiful goal. And he set it up with a between-the-leg pass, and he finished it with just a slap shot, just blown it by the goalie. Yeah. Hey, what are all all the rest of you? I mean, Owen, did, give me something like you liked this lot. Wait, did we talk about the Blues game yet? No. No? We okay. haven't talked okay. about the Blues game. Cool. Well, in any case, just from this entire last week, these last three games, give me something you liked and maybe something like, you, know, you hated to see. Um, go ahead and shoot for it. We'll talk oh, about Goody here in a bit. So I guess, you know, the Blues game, that was just a good bounce back because, you know, you kind of have a tough game there, 7-3. You did have some good moments in that game, but you lose 7-3, and you come back and you play a real good game. You win 5-2, and um, just a good effort. Jet Greaves gets his first ever NHL win, played an outstanding game. That's great to see. But I guess from a goal perspective, the thing that, you know, Adam Fantilli gets another goal. So, you know, three games, three goals in two games for him. That's pretty good. And then Yegor Chinikov with two goals, including the one that you can put up on the screen, Hefty Duck, where he just fucking blows it by the goalie. No chance. A slap shot, and he just blows it right by him. It, it was just a beautiful him. goal. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry, I was actually just rewatching the one where Adam Fantilli passed it between his legs over yeah. to oh. Bemstrom, who got it to Johnson. Yeah, that was such a sick one. Um, what was that again? It's in the oh, group yeah. chat where I posted this Chena Cobb goal. Yeah. All right. Give me one minute here because uh, I got to reshare my screen. Um, all right. So this shot by Chinakov was registered at 94.5 miles an hour. He joked with Dylan Tyra after the game. He, uh, he has more. And I don't have any reason to doubt him. I mean, he his wrister is just that fast. Uh, so, sorry yeah. for the quality on this is poor. All right. So if we just pause yeah. it, for, it's a, there you go. Boom. Blows it right by. Look at that one-timer. And, who, you know, who's that remind you of? Looks a little bit like uh, Line A or uh, you know, maybe in a little yeah, like, Obi. Honestly. That's what Line A should be. So, like, right now, honestly, yeah. every from a defensive standpoint from the Blues, everything is okay. They got everything covered, but then the puck kind of bounces to Gina Cobb and he's left wide open and just – Blows it right by the goalie with just an awesome shot. Yeah, I don't know why. So fast that the video Yeah, I mean, it looked like they were starting to all move in down into the corner there, the Blues, and it just mm -hmm. they weren't. They got fast caught. Well, it was during a jacket power play too, so there was even less one less guy out in the ice for the Blues. But you um, still got to make sure you have that guy. In the cover yeah, three, three guys, three guys oh, in the what? corner on the power oh, on the penalty kill. That's like the spot I want to see. I don't know. There's something messed up with this, um, with the my internet at the replay right now. So I just gotta let it go. Um, Point being, a pretty damn good goal there, Yegor Chinakov. You just blow yeah. it right by the goalie. I just think his shot was that fast that the video can't keep up. Right. <laughs> no, it's uh, something weird laggy was happening. Even though it played the first time fine, I don't understand. Um. But, yeah, that was sick. That was pretty sick. And then, of course, we lost the Panthers then. By the two. Yegor Chinakov with another awesome goal. And, again, it, that goal was basically he just barely skates, oh, just barely walks into the offensive zone and, and, again, just slaps the shit out of it and just, you know, blows it by the goalie. No chance. So three go so three goals and a little for Yegor Chinikov here in a two game stretch. That's pretty good. And two of the three goals are where he just blows it right by the goalie. And then uh, Varankov got a goal in that game, so that's pretty good. And then you know, um, unfortunately, you know, Erica Branson gets whacked in the boards with a dirty hit. But you know what? He got you know he got his justice by just, you know, beating the absolute shit out of, neat, uh, out of uh, Nick Cousins and beating them down pretty good. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about this a little bit. So, um, I understand that when a game's happening fast, whatever. So, from what I understand, the reason why it was taken back down from a five-minute major and not a game misconduct at all. Because it was originally called five-minute major, which allows the refs to review it. Yeah. Um, is because supposedly Good Branson saw him coming. Yeah. I, he does not. He doesn't at all. Because otherwise, why wouldn't Good Branson have braced himself against it? Like, everyone, I, I, there's some people on Twitter who are all like, well, you know, nobody knows how to take a hit anymore. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they don't wow. see you. How do you, know you take? I mean? How do you? How do you get ready to take a hit? Well, you brace yourself. I mean, if if, if oh, no. that would have been a fair hit to hit on Good Branson, but with Good Branson between the wall, he would have just knocked Cousins down right then. Cousins would have just run into him and probably fallen. So that's what I'm I'm getting at. I mean, Good Branson would have been at least hit? like a bump. He would have been able to brace himself and catch himself onto the boards instead of yeah. you know going. At first, into him. Yes, and and therein lies, you know, the really, the, the big issue, um. Because yeah, I I don't, I don't agree with what Cousins did, 
But at the end of the day, the refs decided. Now, so I I heard that Goodbranson was drawn on the ice, at, telling the refs, uh, "Keep him in, keep him in. I'll deal with him." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I would have been telling them, "Hey, if you keep him in, I'm gonna take his head off." And that is precisely what Goodbranson <laughs> went and attempted. Well, then uh, later on in the game, so I don't know if you were. The Panthers coach, would you not have just like not put your guy out there in that situation that that soon? I would have waited like a good a few minutes. Yeah, you know, and it, and it was only like what like like a, it was not very long at all before Cousins was back out on the ice and like like dude, what are you thinking? You know, he's just gonna come pummel you. You should have yeah. given it longer of a time. Then maybe maybe heads could have been cooled off by then. Um, but as is, you know, we talked about some Wolverines. So now we're going to talk about, and that this is the turtle, Nick Cousins, had absolutely nothing. He didn't want, like had no like if you're if you're going to hit somebody, you got to be willing to drop the gloves too if it goes south. Otherwise, maybe don't try to throw as big of hits because whether if you do it perfectly sometimes, and the other person knows how to take a hit perfectly there's still going to be times where you're going to board somebody or you're going to like you're going to trip them or something like that inevitable Um, and so like you know my question to those of you out there who really think that people don't how to take a hit how do you take a a knee to knee hit you know what i mean how do you take a a cross check to the numbers you know like what are you guys smoking yeah which Ohio did pass legalization here recently. Very true. Stay I'm off ready. the weed. So maybe they are doing something. Who knows? Because it, it's ridiculous. Is smoking crack. Yeah, half, well, half the people that say shit like, oh, nobody can take a hit anymore has never skated in their fucking lives and it shows. Right. And they're probably, oh, they're yeah, they're all probably just sitting on their couch eating potato chips, overweight. Like, Reminiscing dude. about Scott Stevens. <laughs> Like, like yeah, the actual yeah. athletes, the people who see them do that, like, understand, you know, how, like, strong someone can be, and uh, it I, doesn't matter sometimes. You're on a slippery surface on blades. Like, what are you talking about? Can't take a... Can't like, take a, you know, and, like, when in youth hockey programs, they do teach people, this is how you take a hit. They do do that, but... It's not like this is how you take a hit when someone whacks you into the boards. It's no, if you know someone takes give you a hit in a certain way, this is how you do it. And and I'll say this about Nick Cousins: like, don't do a dirty hit, just don't do it. But in some hypothetical scenario, if you have to do it, hitting the dude who's six five two twenty is not the smartest move because. What Because ha- you're going to get your ass beat, and that's what happened. You hit a dude who's 6'5", 220. He didn't like it. He beat mm-hmm. your ass. Like, seriously. People, you, you know, he did. He did. Like, the whole pick, some, pick, pick on someone your own size, that is a real thing. There is absolutely truth to that. So, like, if you have to do it, generally speaking, if you're going to do a dumbass hit, you shouldn't. But if you are... Don't go after a dude who's 6'5", 220, because he's going to beat your ass, and that's what happened. It's just something to consider there. And the Blue Jackets are not done playing the Panthers yet. They still got to play him one more game in April. So you think Erica Branson's going to forget about this one? I don't think so. The next time they play, oh, boy. Careful, Nick Cousins. He's going to come for you. Oh, boy. I'd be careful. there. Yeah, and so you know, at the end of the day, Good Branson is the one who ended up with a uh, a get one game suspension because I'm sure the NHLPA, uh, I'm sorry, the NHL Players Safety Association, NHLPSA, um, understands that it you know it was not called correctly. So one thing I heard the broadcaster saying was that night in the arena was also like the head guy like of officiating. So, like, the official official was there watching the game. Like, dude, I wonder I wonder how that went down afterwards. You know, I'm just curious. Because, like, one thing that pisses me off to know, and I made a post about this. 
players have to do interviews. Coaches have to do interviews. Remember John Tortorella? He skipped out on one. He gets a fine. He has to do the interview. There's no, you don't really get an option. You get a fine if you don't. So why are we not allowed to ask the refs like, Hey, so what, why did you call this this way? Cause maybe he has a great answer. Maybe, maybe, we're, maybe we'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, I understand where you're coming from now. Or we could be like, Oh, well, you're just an idiot and you should not have this job anymore. So like, why do they not have to have accountability? Like it's ridiculous. They're, they're pussies. They're soft. They're all soft, and they're all pussies, except for the one yeah. that um who was it? Cole Sillinger ran into a ref the other night and just fell like straight the ice. The ref right, was just like, like bro. The ref move. like hit him. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. You want to you want to talk about taking a hit? That is an example of that ref getting hit by Cole yeah. Sillinger. Both people. They, that's a perfect example of taking a hit. They took it like a champ, and they just moved on with their life. That was just, you know, uh, pretty dang good. And, you know, you're like, oh, perfect example of what Torts, what he would do with the Blue Jackets. You could tell there would be days where the Blue Jackets could lose or win a game, and he didn't want to do a press conference. But what he would do, he'd show up for like 30 seconds, take like one question, and be like, okay, bye. And then he would leave, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you can't find him. He did the press conference, so, you know. There it is. Yeah, he was there. Hey, I'm going to interrupt us real quick. We're about to do the ad read, but I just wanted to, some news that just scroll across my my, my feed over here. Um, prospects Denton Matejchuk, uh and Jordan Dumay will compete for Canada at the 2024 IIHF World Juniors Championship. So, good for them. Gavin, I knew that they were invited to the camp. But, um, Gavin, no Brindley. Gavin Brindley has been invited to try out for t- uh, USA's hockey team for the World Juniors. Yeah, hopefully. Good luck to him. So something to look at here is on Team Canada. You know, our season's doing shit right now. Uh, on Team Canada is Macklin Celebrini. You know, the uh, next year's uh, draft's first pick. So uh, I hope that we're not in a position for first pick next year, but you know what? I hope that last year, too. Take Celebrini. Look, I, I'm just going to throw this out there is that, yeah, okay. In some hypothetical scenario, if the blue jackets were in that spot, yeah, it'd be cool to get him, but you know, not to be like, you know, Mr. Conspiracy theory guy, you know, but you know, considering what just happened this past draft, how the blue jackets or the ducks had the best odds to get Bedard and then they don't get him, And you know, the Blackhawks mysteriously get kind of Bedard after getting, getting rid of Kane and Tays, it kind of makes you wonder. So even it, you know, so yeah, I know. Right. Why? But uh, so I guess what I'm trying to get at here. It's not to say that if the blue jackets were in that situation, hypothetically speaking, that they wouldn't get them. They could, but you know, yeah, probably. no, it was most of the joke. Anyway, anyway, I just wanted to mention that probably he is black. on the team. I got to do the ad read now. So I don't oh. mean to cut you off here. Yeah. But, probably the black uh, box are going to get them. Probably. Hopefully not. Anyways, to the ad. I hate the Blackhawks. Fuck the Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. And as I'm unprepared today, oops, uh, let's look up some DraftKings odds right now. DraftKings NHL. Um, Odds and uh, let's check it out because the Jackets have a game tomorrow night. Uh, I don't care about tonight. I'll mention the Bruins for uh, uh, wine over here. The Bruins are against the Devils tonight. Oh man, who do I root for in that? Can they both just lose? Um, <laughs> sorry, Ryan. Uh, so the Bruins uh, actually, I think the Devils are favored here. At a minus 125 on the money line and a plus 105 on the money line for the Bruins, I think. So that'll be interesting. Uh, it's a home game for the Devils. So, I mean, not that it matters much. They're really, really close uh, to each other. Um, let's see. Who else we got? Any Flyers action tonight? No. Nope. Okay. So, but tomorrow night, the Jackets play the Maple Leafs. And <laughs> it's at the Maple Leafs. The Jackets have won... Two 
games on the road this year. So their odds are a plus 22, sorry, a plus 235 on the money line, and the Maple Leafs are a minus 290. So, uh, you know, remember my whole over-under thing on six goals. Uh, keep it in mind. And then, of course, tomorrow um, the Flyers are playing the Caps then. Uh, they have a uh, they're favored to win a minus 135, and the Caps have a, of a uh, plus 114. So good luck to uh, all teams tomorrow, except for the Maple Leafs. And uh, there, there's your odds, people. There's your odds. Yes. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for, available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill, Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, responsible gaming, resources, NHL, and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. So there's that for you. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny, though. I mentioned in that whole thing, uh, the Jackets have won two games on the road this year. So... Uh, yeah, you know, the, will they win more? Probably. We've got a whole season left. Probably. They're going to win tomorrow? Maybe. But anything, can happen. anything can they happen. They beat the Rangers earlier this year for the first yeah. meeting, and then they beat the Bruins. Anything can happen on any night with hockey. Right. Anything can happen. And so... I was at I was at the game against the Rangers where Boone Jenner had a hat trick. That was pretty damn cool. Good game. Um, yeah. But of course, you know. Um, so Ohio sports going on right now. Bengals and Browns with big wins. So you could go bet on them. You can. Uh, the Cavs are playing. You can go bet on them. Uh, Ohio State got a matchup in the Cotton Bowl coming up, so you can go bet on that. Of course, yeah. you can uh, bet on the Blue Jackets. And uh, got to give a shout out to the crew because the crew oh, big shout out to the crew. Let's go won, won the MLS Cup championship this past Saturday. So shout out to the crew. Congrats to them! Wow, someone in Ohio actually winning championships, and it's and, hard to talk about on mainstream anything. Yeah. Sad. Well, yeah, yeah, I know they. There, there's this, in my opinion, there's this weird sports dynamic in Columbus where it's like Ohio State gets like 99% of the attention and then the 1% goes to like the Blue Jackets and then like well, the, crew, the crew were kind of thought as like some afterthought and it's like I thought that's always kind of weird. Like the Columbus Dispatch, to my knowledge, doesn't even have like their own crew writer, but they have like Blue Jackets writers and Ohio State writers and stuff. And it's just like weird to me that like the crew are just kind of treated like an afterthought when it's like it doesn't have yeah. to be that way. Well, did you see the march for the the crew there uh, for that game? It looked massive. There it was did. tons of people. So once again, congrats to the crew for that. So, um, all right, let's cover trolls a little bit because we really got to get to um, like we got to keep this moving. Um, uh, I want to talk about some other things this this uh, episode. So, um, you know, I came across my – I've been on the internet for 25 years, roughly. And in that time, I've met a lot of internet trolls. Believe me, a lot. And I just have never been bothered by them very much. But here recently, I've been bothered by some people who – not the people who I mentioned. And if you, if you follow me on Twitter and see some of my comments or whatever, I'm not mad with the people who I called pessimists earlier this year. That's not who I mean by trolls. They're just fans like you and me who have their opinion, and that's fine. What I'm talking about is the people who make a burner account 
is the people who continue continually arguing and arguing some stupid point when they could just drop it um, just because, I don't know, it gets them engagement on Twitter or something. Ridiculous. The one I'm going to point out here was a recent one um, that I dealt with who I had, um, I don't even remember my original tweet anymore. Let's see if I can find it really quick because uh, it was something about how the young guys aren't getting enough minutes. Um, dang, I post way too much around here, huh? Um, looking, looking, looking still. Oh, I can't even recall what it was now. Oh, so it was on my, this is the one where I said, uh, talk about the refs and officials, um, not being interviewed after the games. And, um, this guy whose name is NHL insider, I'm not going to give you his full at because fuck this guy. He says, pretty sure the refs aren't the ones who suspend players, bud. Bud, fuck you, bitch. LMAO, love seeing fans <laughs> of hockey know absolute dick about hockey. So this is why I'm being so mean to this guy. Because one, he's a confirmed troll. He has um, 10 followers. Uh, you know, he's got his name, NHL Insider. Sure, whatever. Um, but then he call it, says that I don't know dick about hockey. All right, man, that's cool. You know what? I don't know as much as some people. But I was referring to the game where they could have given the player a 10-minute misconduct to avoid the situation. Not afterwards with the suspension. Idiot. Yeah. Bozo. Anyway, so what a bozo. Absolutely. I you yeah. know, I don't have time for that. What a Then, of course, you got the dude being upset that Johnny Gaudreau got his wife pregnant, which is weird. Right. <laughs> he scoring goals. He's making babies or something. It's like, dude. Why'd you yeah. say that? Like, yeah, how dare Johnny Cadrill for you know marrying his wife and getting her pregnant? Have a family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how dare you have a family? <laughs> Illegal. Yeah. Cause, nah, because Johnny Cadrill is doing what like ninety nine percent. him. Johnny Cadrill is doing what like ninety nine percent of the people in this world do, which is they grow up, they get a job, they marry wife slash husband and in you know they get you know get pregnant have kids oh, no, about 99 <laughs> <laughs> percent um yeah the so, panthers but, fans know, we know that point being johnny Gaudreau does something that like most people do which is grow up get a job marry your wife have kids with her get her pregnant and you have a family and you have a nice life and it's just kind of cringe for him to get, to get upset at Johnny Gaudreau for getting his wife pregnant. It's weird. But anyways. So, and, and here's another thing to that guy. You don't have to have a kid to have a shit season. No. Sorry for throwing you in here. But exactly. Look at line It happens. You know I mean? It could happen to anyone at any time. Yeah. You know what? You don't have to have a kid to have a... Yeah, look at Jake DeBrus versus his kids. a lot of luck here and there. You never know what these people are dealing with outside of their arena, um, outside of the game. And so uh, another thing, you know, that someone, no one knew what he was dealing with exactly was, was Adam Fantilli losing his grandma recently, um, which is very sad to hear. Um, I don't know who I have to mute right now who's making popping noises on their mic. But, um, yeah, so the, you never know what they're dealing with. And so, yeah, just, just, just a word to the trolls out there. You know what? No one cares about you. That's why you're on a burner account. Like, you're a scared little pussy. You won't stay on your main. I'll stay on my main. I don't give a shit. You know, not... It's just absolutely ridiculous. You know what? Come troll me all you want. I'll take the engagements on Twitter. <laughs> Lots. Um, so, something that a lot of trolls... Quotes, air quotes for the audio listeners, have also been talking about is, and not trolls, because I've been talking about this too, Yarmo Kekalainen and John Davidson. Two pretty beloved folks around the Blue Jackets um, organization mm-hmm. and the calls for their jobs. I do not disagree with this. 
And here's why. So we have a trade deadline this year. And we've been failing for the last three years. And as a whole, in the last decade, we've not been very successful as a hockey organization. So, yes, you know, people are saying, well, why would we take him out now? He's, you know, he's in the middle of his plan, this and that. And I understand that to an extent. But if it's not working now, why would we give someone the opportunity to continue that with trades? Now, to be fair, uh, trades and whatever, to be fair, some of Yarmo's strengths have come with trades and with drafting but we have not produced anything in the last three years in fact we really weren't even producing much before that um we you know it's 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 been rough for a while and and we had to look at it factually we saw st louis's coach get fired today um we saw craig uh that's greg berube right craig yeah and we saw uh, another team earlier this year i believe it was the edmonton oilers uh, former coach also get fired. Also yes. playing against after they lost the wings. Um, so you know these things happen. It is what it is. Would I be happy about it? No. Would I understand and be okay with it? Yes. You know, at the end of the day, the product on the ice is not good, no. and we just gotta figure. You know. We've changed everything else. We've gotten new players. We've got a new coach. We've got new this and that. Other coaches, you know, are around. Uh, bowl, and then we have, you know, it's just, it just it is what it is. I'm not trying to carry pitchforks and go run them out of town or nothing. It's just we need. I think a change of direction would would help this organization. My, so, my you give me your need a new oh. pair of eyes. My yeah. my only concern, and I've said this on the show before, is that my only concern with this is that you get someone else in there that says, "Hey, Blue Jackets, I know you've you have a lot of progress here, and you've slowly built yourself up, and you've got all these good prospects, and you got all these good players and stuff, and you're slowly building yourself up." And nah, no thanks, I don't like this, and just tears it all down and gives and gives it away. And now you're st- you're back to score- square one because you've seen yeah, that. With- do it though. You've seen it. You've seen it. You've seen it with other teams where they're rebuilding themselves up. They make good progress, and the other someone else comes in and says, "It no, no thanks." And then you just make it worse than it has to be. So that would be my one thing: is if in the event that Yarmo Kekalainen or even JD is not there anymore. It need, in my opinion, it needs to be said to this person that, sure, you can make moves to everything, but you're not just going to just tear it down just just because. We need to continue this momentum that we're, the Blue Jackets have that are slowly building the, themselves up. Yeah. We need, I mean, we need to keep it going. And the only reason for me why I potentially keep Yarmo right now is the Blue Jackets, they've already been through enough garbage as it is right now. You really need all that extra chaos and everything. And the trade deadline, you want some some other guy that you don't know going to handle these trades when Yarmo is historically good, generally speaking, at trades. But, you know, that's something to think about. But anyways, if, it, if, so, if he goes well, if he, do, if he doesn't, oh, well, it just is what it is. Yeah. Now, my argument yeah, I mean, would be the trade deadline's months away still. Well, yeah. So I mean, my other argument is we're, the season's already kind of down the shitter anyway. What what what's it matter if we get rid of some dude and we do a little shittier? Yeah. See, I think you just gotta um, get a new gotta guy, have right guy come in though. You no, gotta have the right guy come in because we have all these younger guys. Mm-hmm. We need a GM who's going to be willing to build around maybe these younger guys, maybe not necessarily Goudreau and Line A anymore. Maybe there needs to be a system where, you know, they're utilized and not thrown on the third line for some fucking odd reason. I mean, if they're going to score goals on the third line, fine, but, you know, something has to change. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you had a tweet about how this is possibly some of the worst years 
since you've been a fan, you've been a fan since birth. Yeah. Uh, t- tell me more about that. I mean, I just you said uh, I was a housing. I've I've watched I've watched some really bad Blue Jackets teams, and I mean, they had character. This this team just doesn't have the you know the fun character that you know the tank season had last year or even the seasons even the season before that when Bjorkstrand was leading the team in goals and points for me that was fun but just nothing really to root for I mean the young guys it's nice to root for them but they're getting underutilized the vets are getting played more even though they're not producing it's Kind of weird to see Justin Danforth on the first line when his role is a bottom six. It's, you know, it the moves that are being made right now aren't shaking up the team in a way that will get them to win, in my opinion. And we yeah. need to do something by, by at least this offseason. This offseason's got to be the time to do it at the very last minute. Like, if you're going to do something and it's not going to be this season, you got to do it in the off season. And I've had that. I've had this long belief that Yarmo's probably Yarmo and probably even JD is probably done after this season. If that's the move that they choose to go is it's probably done. They'll probably just say, Hey, Yarmo and JD, thanks for everything. We appreciate you, but we're going to move on, and, you know, try something else. And I agree with you all on this, that we, if you do go down this road, you better make sure you have the right person for this. You you don't want someone that's that is gonna do the wrong moves, and you don't want someone that's just gonna tear it. You know, say, oh, like I've said, oh, that's nice. You got all this progress, and all this prospect. You built yourself up slowly. No thanks, and you just get rid of it. You need to find the right person. That is I mean, the Jackets tomorrow could go and say, okay, Yarmo, goodbye. Chris Clark, hey, you want to come down from Cleveland and be our GM? Well, what if Chris Clark messes up on a trade deadline? Right. What if he runs his ass out of town, you know? Yeah. Well, you got to have- make sure that you have the right guy before you go. Like, I mean, I'm all for fire Yarmo immediately, but if we don't have, like, a guy that can fill that role in a – Position where we're in, all the young guys. We need someone who can make the moves to build around the team and the roster that we have. Sure. And you got to also think about the flat cap space. Imagine what Yarmo could have done if he didn't have a flat cap for the last few years. Right. Yeah. Imagine so the players. One, uh, one thing I, I have to say about that shit. I'm literally just blanking right now on what I was going to say. Is okay. So. There's nothing wrong with having an interim GM. There's nothing wrong with having an interim coach. In fact, I'm kind of curious as to why Pascal Vincent was not made an interim coach himself. You know what I mean? They gave him a two-year contract without seeing any product. And I'm not saying he's not worth it. I still think Pascal Vincent can be a good coach. Um. It's a rough year for everybody, so I get it. But what's wrong with having someone as an interim? I Even guess I, my yeah, I, I agree with that. Appeal my, to the fans who are calling for it and just figure it out. My suspicion, you know, answer to answer your question about how come Pascal Benson wasn't an interim coach, this is just my guess. You know, this past season, the Blue Jackets don't have a very good season, and okay, so they get a top five draft pick. And you see this sometimes where a coach gets fired, they bring in a new guy in there, and they play better. I've been sometimes to Oilers right now. Yeah, they 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 play they they play like they play better, and sometimes it gets to the point where you 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 make the playoffs and you do pretty good and stuff like that. But it maybe it's just me being cynical here, but you wonder if they thought that maybe at that point in time they weren't doing very good and they were in a spot, unfortunately, where they weren't doing very good, but they had a chance to get a Leo Carlson, a Connor Bedard, or an Adam Fantilli that maybe they would have thought had they let Brad Larson go, maybe Pascal Vincent comes in there and he gets them to play better and then they lose their shot 
at getting one of those guys. So keeping Brad Larson there, as awful as it sounds, may have helped the Blue Jackets get one of those guys. And so maybe instead of maybe Pascal Vincent comes in, they play better, and then they lose their shot at getting one of those guys. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, just some food for thought. You know, we can talk about that again here soon. We have to start kind of doing um, our end here. Uh, I just want to say a couple things. Go over a couple things really, really quick. Um, Boone Jenner out with a broken jaw. Uh, He's going to be out for a while. That sucks. Mm. Um, Also, um, so Tarasov is back uh, from injury. Um, that's going to leave us with three goalies. Jet Greaves did amazing. Also, want to con- uh, so uh, uh, two records here, two recent records. Um, Jet Greaves has tied the record for most saves in his first three games in the NHL at 119 saves. That's amazing for him. Not really good for the Blue Jackets because you that's a, that's a lot of shots to give up in three games. Like holy shit, that's like r- roughly an average of 40 per game. Um, like damn. And then um, Marchenko, fastest to 30 goals in CBJ history. He beat out Rick Nash. By 10 goals. Or was it games? 10 games? No, no, no. By 10 goals. He's fastest to 30 goals in Blue Jackets. In Blue Jackets. And like when you look at, they showed it on this during the game. When you look at it, he beat. Nash's record, he got there 10 goals quicker than Rick Nash did. So his pace was 10 goals faster. Gotcha. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. Um, So, yeah, yeah. congrats to him. That's awesome. Congrats to Marchenko. Uh, Congrats to Johnny Gaudreau on the child. And then um, we have another thing that's, I don't know if it's a record at the moment, but one of the fastest shots in the NHL currently belongs to a young Yegor Chinikov. Um, mm-hmm. He clocked in at 94.5 and joked with the uh, radio personality, Dylan Tyre, that he has more in him. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Greaves being sent back down already. And, uh, but, yeah. uh, got to give a shot. Another little quick history, you know, the thing about Blue Jackets making history. The game against the Islanders, the Blue Jackets made history. It was the first time ever in NHL history that four players that played hockey at Michigan played in the mm-hmm. same game for the same team, and those players being Zach Wierenski, Kent Johnson, Nick Blankenberg, and Adam Fantilli. And that in itself is kind of surprising because, again, considering that Michigan is historically good at hockey and they put out good players out like crazy in the NHL, you think something like that would have happened by now, but it hasn't until the Blue Jackets did that. So that's interesting. Four Michiganers and four uh, Russians for Russians. the team right now. So, this so, interesting. Four, um, four seems to be the magic number for history when the Jackets do something this season. Right. Well, all right, man. Um, yeah, I got to go get some food here. So, we got to start wrapping this up here. Uh, we'll start down around the bottom corner. Uh, any final words there, Hartsey? Uh... And shout out claim an FHL team. Oh, yes. Also, also, I am going to say this, but, you know, Battle of the Brew, playoff edition, Lance, (laughs) your Hartford Whalers are playing Kevin Cincinnati Falcons. You can catch that on our stream. That's right. What is Uh, the stream? Whenever you guys decide to get get it together and get on Discord. Uh, Keep an eye hey, on Twitter. Hey, why, why, and what about Ohio State legend Mason Lorai? So we did call him up again because Charlie McAvoy um, is day to day, so he's not going to be playing against New Jersey tonight. So Mason Lorai is going to be in there again. Um, go Lorai! <laughs> yeah. Sure. Anything else there, uh, Hartsy? The no uh, for you. Oh, okay. I'm, Sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm so other than um, Mason, Laura, you got any other uh, final thoughts, words, shout outs, etc.? Um, yeah, I guess just going back to the like interim GM thing. Um, I feel like as far as when it comes to like GM versus coach, like I feel like 
during the actual season, the GM doesn't really have that much to do besides the trade deadline. Like, I feel like the off season is where the GM really has to step up. But I think in season, if you were to fire Yarmo, like, I don't think it would be all that bad if you just got someone interim for the season and then looked for someone in the off season to take over. I mean, that's just my opinion. And also follow me on Twitter at Brewers Wine. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, William, are you, are you, you said you're back, right? You're here. Right. I'm here. Any final thoughts? First off, I want to say shout out to good Branson. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. I had to say it. And the profile picture means a lot. And, um, Go follow the Brew Jackets TikTok page and follow me on TikTok and Twitter at that one CBJ fan. What, what's our t- uh, what's the handle on TikTok again, or what are you saying? Brew Jackets Pod. Okay, sweet. Yeah, and uh, anything else? That's it. All right, Owen. Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, um, I just hope this team is. You know, gets a little better character-wise. I don't care if we win as many games. Um, we just need to um, be a little more, you know, Ohio character for me. That's just all I want to say. Follow me on Twitter, Bjork Swag, disgruntled Blue Jackets fan. Have an identity. Shout out, Owen. You got a job at Roosters. That's pretty damn cool. A great nice. Yeah, shout out, Roosters. If you live in the Newark area, come see me at Roosters. Meet and greet at Newark Roosters. I'd love to see you at Cogs. Yeah, go see him. Hopefully, the Jackets will score in the third period at home sometime. Maybe you can go get some free chili. You're asking for too much. You're asking for too much. You're asking for too much. Third period goals, too much. Thank you, man. What's that? I appreciate it. All right, Kev, what you got? Anything else you want to chat about? Yeah, well, it's as it says so on the bottom of the screen there, it says subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, Hell C- yeah. CBJ. Uh, you know, so, anyways, yeah, so go do that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, and you know, there it is on the screen right there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. So, like, share, subscribe. Just Go do it. You should totally do it. Uh, anyways, um, once again, one last time, shout out to the crew for winning the 2023 MLS Cup Championship. Pretty damn good. Hell yeah. And uh, Cooper time. Cooper. 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 So, yes, that is my brother's dog, Cooper, and he's a really damn good dog. But uh, Yeah, brother. And, look, I just, I need this for the laughter and the memes. I just, just wear that suit, Zach Renski. Just wear that suit. Just, just do it for the laughter and the memes. And when you wore that suit in the 2016-2017 season, the Blue Jackets were good, and they won games. So, you know, just for the laughter and the memes, and part because they won when you wore that suit, just, you know, wear that suit. But that's just me. Wow. Uh, you know, that's besides the point. Anyways, um, oh, yeah, go – Go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets theme group that I help run, and we have a lot of fun stuff planned for the future. So you're going to want to check us out on social media and follow us and stay up to date so we can, whenever we share that cool news, you'll be there to find out. So go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets themed fan group that I run. Anyways, I'm out. Hell yeah. Hey, this has been yet another episode of The Brew Jackets. I'd like to thank all of our audio listeners and our video watchers, stream watchers. We, of course, do this live every Wednesday at 6 p.m., starting at 6 p.m. And if you'd like to leave a comment, we don't normally see the Twitter comments during live stream, but we do see when people comment on YouTube or on Facebook. So um, I just want to say I appreciate all of you who do come and leave comments. There are um, some here and there. Give us some th- something nice to talk about as well. Um, so, yeah. 
this has been this is it we're here we're at the end don't forget to like follow subscribe hit the buttons wherever you're at if you enjoy our content and oh um, <laughs> we will see you here in one more week thank y'all we'll see you then bye people peace